Wednesday and a chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com as the Cardinals wrap up their road trip with the Nationals today. Max Scherzer will get that start for the Nationals and for the Cardinals. It'll be Carlos Martinez. As always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. They are a great alternative to surgery before you have surgery. Check out the doctors at Blue Tail Medical Group. Doctors all over the world are coming to Chesterfield, Missouri to visit with them to find out how they're doing it and keep people off the surgery table. It is Blue Tail Medical Group. Hey, Brian, good morning to you. How are things going? Good morning, Dan. Uh, I guess we got the last game of the road trip today for the Cardinals and the day off and back at home on Friday. Yeah, and a bunch of games coming up. We'll get into the schedule and how that could affect the roster here momentarily. But last night was, to me, a really entertaining baseball game. I enjoyed it. The Cardinals came up short. Didn't enjoy that. But I thought it was an entertaining game. When, you know, Mike Schilt going for broke, putting five infielders in the eighth inning with Starlin Castro up, and they didn't pull it out. So I, I just I liked the game. I thought it was just an entertaining April game for Major League Baseball. And I think, Dan, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that, you know, the, the start that they got from Adam Wainwright, in fact, he kept him in the game, and, you know, they were in that position in the late innings on the road to potentially win the game. And, you know, we've seen the struggles that the starting pitching has had, and, you know, the the, the – the benefit of Flaherty and Wainwright going back to back, you know, deep into the games is extremely important. It's going to help save the bullpen and rest them for this long homestand coming up where there's, you know, not going to be any days off for, for 17 days. How about Wayno? The third time through a lineup, which can be problematic for many around baseball strikes out seven of the last nine, including striking out the side. So, uh, Jimmy Edmonds, I thought, made a great point last night. He was talking about the extension that he was not getting early on. And then, whether it's because of age, loosened up, made a mechanical adjustment, whatever, but then he got extension, and you could see spin rate changed, everything changed for Adam Wainwright. You know, and it's, it's back to the old line that Tony LaRusso used to say, and that's they're men, not machines. You know, even Adam Wainwright, after, what, 18 years in the major leagues or 17 years, whatever it is, you know, still needs to make those adjustments, whether physical, mental, or, or both. And it's a, it's a constant, never-ending challenge for players to not only get in the groove, but figure out how to stay in the groove. And that Adam Wainwright's, you know, able to continue to do it at age 39 is, uh, is uh, you know, really a testament to him and his preparation. In terms of the Cardinals, it's an off day tomorrow after they wrap up the road trip in Washington, and then you get into a bunch of games in a row. So you got Tyler O'Neill coming off the injured list this weekend. You have Oviedo, who's going to be a six-man starter, uh, potentially. Sounds like that's the direction they want to go. So how do you think this changes what could be happening with the roster? Well, because of all these early days off in the schedule, the Cardinals have stayed with a five-man rotation, but... What those days off have allowed them to do is basically have the starters pitch every sixth day rather than every fifth day. And so with this schedule coming up, they want to keep the starters with five days rest because of the short season last year and the long season that's still ahead this year. So that enables them to essentially add a sixth starter, and that's going to be Johan Oviedo. I think they haven't announced yet. We'll hear from Mike Schilt this afternoon You know what the – what the starters will be for the coming weekend. But, you know, we expect Oviedo to slip into there and at least be in the rotation through that 17 days. It doesn't look like Miles Michaelis is close enough to be coming back. So then at the end of that period, I think there'll be an implied competition between Oviedo and Gantt or maybe Carlos if Carlos doesn't step up. You know, and if Oviedo pitches well in a couple, two or three starts that he gets, you know, he just might stay in that rotation. We, you know, we've seen good things from him so far this year. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of the roster moves you mentioned, uh, you know, of course, Tyler O'Neill is actually eligible to come off the injured list today, 
but Mike Schilt told us it doesn't make any sense to bring him off a day before the off day, and it's they want to just give him two more days rest to make sure he's 100% when he comes back. And, you know, based on the fact that no outfielders have really stepped up to grab a job, although Justin Williams is certainly playing well, you know, I think O'Neill will be back in his regular role in left field. And then uh, for he and Oviedo, two players will have to leave the roster. And we've seen the Cardinals go with a 13 pitcher, 13 position player mix to date this season. And the primary reason was the off days. I think with the off days, you know, gone now and the after tomorrow and the fact that the starting pitching, you know, just hasn't been consistent. I would expect the Cardinals to go to 14 pitchers. So what that would mean with Oviedo and O'Neill coming onto the roster, two hitters would go off. I think Scott Hurst, the outfielder, who's done a nice job, but, you know, is relatively inexperienced and was just added to the roster, will be one. And my guess of the other is probably John Nagowski, who hasn't played much and is more, you know, a pinch hitter role on this team. And I think my guess is those will be the two that we'll see uh, go down on Friday or at least one of them will go down on Friday. The other will go down whatever day Oviedo is is scheduled to pitch. Sure. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the latest in the minor leagues. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com, does a great job covering Major League Baseball, but really an emphasis on what's happening with the minor leagues and specifically the Cardinals. Um, There's some games going to be happening starting today, actual minor league games. What's going on there? That's right. Minor league spring. The Cardinals have had minor league players in camp now for about 10 days, and now they'll be starting from now through the end of the month. They'll have daily games, a couple games in the afternoon and one game in the evening in the Roger Dean Stadium uh, on the days that they play the, the Marlins. Uh, the other days will be camp days. So over the next 11 days, I think it's six days they'll be playing Marlins, and five days they'll just be playing each other. But the idea is that the 112, 110 healthy players in minor league camp are forming into three rosters, which would, will ultimately be Springfield, uh, Peoria, and Palm Beach, AA, High A, Class A. And there'll be, of course, there's daily movement across those rosters as, as pitchers get their work and you know players do well, they're moved up and down. But ultimately, the majority of the players in camp will, after the end of the, at the end of this month, will break camp and head north to join their teams. Also, a handful of the players that are in minor league camp now will will join the alternate camp players to make up the Memphis roster. Because right now, not counting the taxi squad, there's only 21 players in the alternate camp, and the Memphis roster can be as many as 28 players. So, you know, that would tell you the you know probably seven of the players in, around that in the minor league camp will get a chance to to join Memphis when their season starts. And opening day for the the minor leagues full season, the four full season teams is scheduled to be May 4th. May 4th. Um, what have you heard about just the, the the tickets or fans in the stands for these games? I guess it's different with every municipality across minor league baseball. What are you hearing about that? Well, you know, it's interesting, Dan. It's been really quiet. In fact, somebody was asking me about that on, the, on our message board uh, just yesterday. And But uh, just yesterday morning, the Memphis Redbirds, the AAA team, announced their plan for selling clusters of up to uh, six tickets and, you know, again, it'll be sort of like St. Louis where it'll be 25 to 30% capacity in the ballpark initially. But the fact that, and, and I know Peoria has been selling tickets all along. So, I, you know, the, the minor league teams are, you know, gearing up, uh, planning to have fans in the, in the stadiums on a limited basis. The big difference this year, and I, I think I may have mentioned this on a previous um, call, the, the minor league schedule this year is set up so that they are six-game series Every minor league team will have Monday off, and then Tuesday through Sunday, they will play the same team in the same city for the entire week. 
And so that's going to be very different to have these six game series. Um, but it's, it's intended to minimize travel at a time where they're, you know, trying to, because, you know, of course, minor league players don't have private charters and, you know, the things that the major, the protection that the major leaguers enjoy. So by, you know, having six game series, they'll be able to have less player movement, less people movement, and, and hopefully keep everybody healthy. Yeah, it's interesting how they're going to do it. I like how they're going to do it. Um, the Atlantic League, I, I think this is fascinating with what, you know, Major League Baseball is trying to speed up games, and we're going to see a bunch of new rules probably at the Major Leagues next year. So they're going to tinker with some of these things in the minor leagues, and the Atlantic League is getting involved with this. What's happening with them? Well, that, you know, that, that the Atlantic League and Independent League is, has had a partnership with MLB, and they've done some, you know, testing of rules. Last year, they were going to test the pitching mound at 62 feet, 6 inches, so two feet further away from home plate. And, of course, you know, you talk about on the on the telecast, it's, it's common knowledge, you know, strikeouts are increasing every year. And so how do you get more, you know, get more play? How do you get more hits in the game? And one way is to back the pitchers up. Um, you know, so, you know, we, and we saw in 68 when Bob Gibson was so dominant, their, their answer that time was to lower the mound. Same, same kind of idea. But this year they've decided they're going to, and they weren't able to do the 62 feet six last year because of course they didn't play, but this year they've decided to dial it back and they're going to test 61.6 inches, uh, in the Atlantic league. The other league, the other thing they're doing in addition to, you know, the robotic calling of, of strikes, which they're still experimenting with and will continue to is, uh, uh, sort of a hybrid designated hitter rule in which case the designated hitter can only be used in the game as long as the starting pitcher is in. And as soon as the starting pitcher comes out of the game, then either the relief pitchers have to hit or they have to be pinch hit for when their spot comes up in the lineup. And this is an interesting way that they're using to try to discourage teams from taking out the starting pitchers too early. Um, interestingly enough, a number of players like Adam Wainwright on the Cardinals came out in favor of this, really liked the idea. I think Wainwright's thinking about the fact that, hey, maybe later, you know, if I hang on a few more years as a relief pitcher, I'll get to get into games and get a few more at-bats. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, who knows? But, it's, you know, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting sort of a hybrid rule that doesn't completely change the late innings of the games. The late innings of games will then be more like a, you know, traditional National League game where you've got to worry about double switches and pinch hitting. And I, I think that idea has a lot of merit, and I hope it works. I do too. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated. I've been saying for a long time, Brian. I say a long time. The last year or so, I said, I wonder what would happen if they moved the mound back. And I think they need to do it. It's a split second, but as we know, a split second in baseball can mean all the difference in the world. A bang bang play, or in this case, velocity on a fastball, or spin rate, whatever. Recognition of a pitch, but we need offense in the game. We we really do, Dan, and you know this is a way that's less dramatic than you know say banning shifts, for example, which is another popular idea that hasn't progressed far enough to to actually be tried yet. But I think you know people know what the outcome would be. Um, whereas in this case of the the pitching mound, you know there's some experimentation that's got to be done before they roll it out. But these will be a, a couple of important rules that obviously a lot of thought has gone into them. And it'll be, you know, it'll be very interesting to see if they're successful and something that then we start to see in the minor leagues. And, of course, it would take probably a few years for them to move up to the major leagues. But, you know, we expect with the, uh, with the new collective bargaining agreement next year that the designated hitter probably will, will be in place starting in 2022 and beyond. So, you know, it's, it's a, it would be nice if this designated hitter rule, this hybrid thing gets worked out and, and maybe is part of what's implemented. Hey, what's happening at thecardinalnation.com as we wrap it up? Always our Wednesdays with Brian Walton. 
Well, we continue to monitor the news that we can get from camp. Uh, you know, the camps are closed for safety reasons for scouts and, and uh, media, so we're not able to get all the minor league information. We're hoping we can get some partial information from games. We're certainly uh, – we're also getting geared up. We have our local riders ready to go in Memphis, uh, Springfield, Peoria, and Palm Beach this year, and uh, to the extent they can be in the press box and, and handle Zooms at the minor league level, we'll be kicking off our, our daily reports from uh, you know from the Cardinals minor league affiliates all year long. That's really our sweet spot. And, of course, as always, we continue to have the prospect guide available where folks can uh, can read about all the top prospects in the system, 259 pages of, of uh, color information, tables, history, just everything you'd want to know about the, the best players in the Cardinals system. Yeah, it's a great tool. Used it when Scott Hurst came up so thank you very much brian you are welcome dan <laughs> that's brian walton of the cardinal brian we'll catch you up next week and uh, have a great week thanks for doing it take care dan